Dear Jazzy. The following program is intended for mature adults over the age of 18. If you are not a patron looking for information on sex, relationships, and gender, please visit scarletteen.org. Nothing said on this show is a replacement for official medical advice. Trust me. Last time I checked, no one here is a doctor. One good episode is not a streak. I had like three in a row, dude. Welcome back to Dear Jazzy episode 38. Shut up, the show where we answer all vice kinky questions. I am your host, Jasmine Starshine. And as always, I'm your co-host, Miss Mimi. And I almost continued my streak for like almost four episodes now of getting the intro right. But no, but it's okay. It's okay. Miss Mimi, how have you been? Mm, getting there. Getting there. Getting there. Just getting there. Uh, car stuff is still underway, but it's working on. Had some pretty cool, interesting music prospects that have come up. Ooh. Uh, exciting. A new commission? Potentially a long term commission. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, that's awesome can't really say too too much because i'm still trying to iron out details but it could be a potential like solid deal congratulations that's awesome you know i will yeah i gotta go and like make I some samples of something soon and it's like sure <laughs> i will drink to that i'm not sure if you heard it but uh, i'll drink to that i just opened up a mic's hard Ah, that tonight we're doing uh, a the hard black cherry lemonade flavor. I still think you need to get Mike's hard peach fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> if it's hard, then it's not fuzz. <laughs> then it's just a gristle. <laughs> but oh my god, there's been a Mike's hard shortage in my neck of the woods, and it has been killing me. But I was just at um it's just at the store and they finally had it in stock, but it wasn't in the bottles. It was in the cans. And I was just like, you know what? I'll, I, I'm going to make it work because I need my liquor of choice. So here we are. I'm very happy and I'm celebrating. So that is how I have been. And that's how you have been. Oh, something, something exciting happened. I got a package in the mail and it was addressed to Jasmine Starshine. And you know that it's going to be good when it's like addressed to like me, me and everything. So I opened it up and it was one of the creatable world dolls from my uh, Amazon wish list. So thank you, Princess Sarah, for sending that. That's awesome. I really, really appreciate it. And um, that is my second creatable world doll. Uh, so now I have Nell, who is the new one. And they are dating Sammy, who is my first one. They're both sitting on my desk holding hands. It's really wholesome. And yeah. I, I'm like super ecstatic right now. I'm sorry. I'm all I'm all excited. Uh, talking stick, please. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you want me to say. Uh, I don't know. I'm good. I'm glad you're good. I stubbed my toe. It hurts. Oh, actually, stub- I should say I, I didn't exactly stub it. I was dealing with an issue. It got run over by a shopping cart and now mm. it hurts on the other side and it, it's Oh, that's right. You were telling me about this. We have a Patreon. 
We have a Patreon. Uh, when we're not lopping off our digits, whether it be our toes or our thumbs from me last week, we run a Patreon in which you give us money in exchange for supporting the show and porn of me. And the $1 vanilla tier, we have Jamie Melvin, Phil258, and Raystar. In the $5 Kingster tier, we have AB Michael, Brian Casa, Cloud Puddles, uh, Damia, Juicebox, Maxi, and Skywalker. And the $10 uh fetishist tier sorry we have annie ishi who just signed up literally an hour ago so thank you very much for that uh scotia and sarah and then in the 15 dollars sinner tier we have daddy gray imp wrath Kaneko, and joe and daddy writes uh well his shout out for this week is he i was telling i was telling him an embarrassing story and um from my experimentation days. And he said that the, 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 that story was going to be his shout out. So, Oh God. So I was talking about how I was experimenting with like washing my mouth out with soap when I was just like kind of dipping my feet into ABDL for the first time. So there were, there were times where I would just like go in the bathroom, lock the door, turn on the shower for, you know, my fun time sessions and like <laughs> rim my passy with soap and just like, wash my mouth out with soap that way and it was really hot so there's your shout out i'm very red i hope you're happy with yourself daddy um and kaneko writes for her shout out despite recent shout outs i assure you all i'm a big girl sus uh and then we have one more tier above that, which is the new Deviant tier that we talked about last week. So technically, a few of you are eligible for it, but you haven't upgraded your pledge yet. So get on that if you want to do so. Uh, how the Patreon works is in the $15 tier. Uh, you and all the other sinners get to talk about what the monthly porn video is going to be that gets sent to all of you and all the $10 tier patrons. And then all the $5 tier patrons, they get a set of news and lewds and good shit from me. And then the higher you go, obviously you get all that good shit. And then 10, 15, $20 tier patrons get shout outs and it's, and it's awesome. And it's a lot of fun. I did a very terrible job at selling the Patreon this week, but I still got to sign up today and that's all that matters. And you know what else matters? You know what else matters that we plug Miss Mimi? Yeah, that Camp Buddy thing that you keep forgetting and I keep reminding you. No, we're not going to forget Camp Buddy. It's in my notes. <laughs> but we have a merch store now. Yay, merch! And um, it just went up a couple days ago. We already have a couple orders. So thank you so, so much uh, to everyone. We've got uh, mugs on there with the juice box doodles. We have like our logo on shirts and we have like a hoodie and a water bottle and a face mask. And we also have a tote bag. If you want our podcast uh, thumbnail art on a tote bag to take to the store, put your milk and eggs in there, take it home, reduce, reuse, recycle, all that good shit. Uh, so please check out the merch store that's on at oddswithgod.com. And that's also where you can find the Patreon and everything. And I think that's everything I have to show in the intro segment of the show. This may be, we're an advice show. Did you know that? I mean, I feel like if I don't know that by now, then we might have bigger problems. Indeed. What is the first question? This comes from our favorite slug, pronouns she, her. Dear Miss Mimi and Jazzy Claus. Ah. 
I have been on estrogen for three months now, and I have one question. Why do my titties hurt? (laughs) (laughs) You know, when I was putting it in the notes, I read it and I was like, huh. And I thought it was funny, but your delivery just made it just made it so much better. Um, That's why you keep me on the show. It's true. (laughs) Uh, Real talk. As a girl who has been on three years of estrogen, your titties hurt because you are you are a precious little girl who is becoming a woman. And that's literally what it is. It's your body beginning its second puberty. And and (laughs) if you're not careful, you're going to wind up with D's like me and it's going to be great. But they hurt because they're growing. And that means that they're having an effect on you. So congratulations. You're turning into a beautiful butterfly. On a slightly less serious note, they hurt you because they they hurt because they love you and they want to be they want to be there. But you got to support them with that over the shoulder boulder holder. Absolutely. Honestly, one of the cutest stages of transition is when trans girls are like still so small that they have training bras and you can do so many adorable like age play scenarios with that. So straight up to, Oh, go ahead. Oh no, that was it. Straight up to like, if you're having trouble um, with sizing and stuff, Mm -hmm. you can get um, wired support sports bras, which are an absolute fucking godsend because they're padded and they're wired and they don't um, always dig in to your body the same way. So, like, if you're having trouble kind of, like, fitting those things, then it's pretty easy. Right. And before you go you out can do to what buy... I do and just say, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's what I do most every day is just say, fuck it. Browser for the patriarchy. Leave the house. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I do it if I want to look nice, but, like, if I'm not going anywhere... I'm not doing anything. Why? Yeah. I was going to say my job it my job hinges on me not wearing a bra as as fate would have it. <laughs> what is the next question? Oh, before we go on, Cryptid in the chat says Victoria's Secret uh employees are super duper nice and will get you a free uh fitting and sizing that's absolutely true i've never had a bad experience at victoria's secret they are amazing to trans and non-binary people so thank you for reminding me to say that that's awesome incidentally i'm pretty sure i've had almost the exact same experience at licenza when i used to shop there until i couldn't shop there anymore really Lacenza is pretty good. I think it's a pr- I think it's a Canadian only company though. I just can't shop there anymore because I'm too big. Oh, but uh, more like they too were always, pretty. They were always really good. No, my, my I'm just too big. I can't buy bras big enough there. Um, uh-huh. But that's okay. That's okay. I'm. Mm-hmm. You got uh, them mommy sized memories, is what you're saying. Hey, I gotta produce milk somehow. Darn straight. Gotta feed what the is- babies. <laughs> babies. What is it? <laughs> oh my god, Jamie in the chance is moo. That's so rude. In reference to I'm, milk. I am very aware. I know. I know. Oh, it's I hot. Know. Anyway. 
confused by these these not by your name your name is very I, so it's it's from skywalker pronouns he him mm-hmm. and for you it makes sense because it's dear jazzy bean butt god damn it i'm and never going to live me, that down it's and miss bush's baked mimi what i think I it just i think it like is bush is like a flavor of beans or something <laughs> no uh, Bush's Baked Beans is a brand of beans, and I think Mimi is like a slant rhyme to bean, but it's super... I, I'm not sure how I feel about this. Alright, anyway, so anyway. what is your ideal little soundtrack? Is it more leaning towards nursery rhymes, maybe something more nostalgia-based, like from a video game or movie? Um, personally, I get nice and small listening to the Hercules soundtrack just because it's got the most hops per capita of any Disney movie, IMO. Uh, uh, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one, but that's a whole other topic. Really? (laughs) Man, best Disney movie with the best music is Hunchback. Just saying. Mm. Mm -hmm. I would have to go with Princess and the Frog. Bar none is my favorite music. Also, Moana is is top when it comes to music. It's because it was written by Lin Manuel Miranda, also known as Hamilton. So clearly, the best Little Space soundtrack is uh, <coughs> Miss Mimi's Lullabies. <coughs> I, I'm glad that you said uh, it. So, you know, check us out at Miss Mimi's Lullabies uh, at soundcloud.com backslash Miss Mimi's Lullabies. Self-plug. <clears throat> uh, personally, it's hard for me to uh, comment on, like, what my best Little Space soundtrack is. Like, I guess, like, it kind of flows between, like, Little-ish Space and my caregiver space. But... Pretty much anything Hans Zimmer is, like, the go-to soundtrack for everything. Really? Because, like... Well, think about what we got involved in there, right? If you want really big, like, epic, like, big caregiver vibes, like, you're basically gonna, like, rock the world and take it by storm, you got Pirates of the Caribbean, you got The Dark Knight Rises, you got King Arthur, you got... If you want something Inception. more littling, you got things like you can also add Inception to that list. You got you want something more littling, you got Prince of Egypt, you've got um, the Lion King, like you've got all of these things. There's so much just variety to it, you know. Yeah, Hans Zimmer and his fifty Ghost Riders. Mm, I love Hans Zimmer. Mm-hmm. I have He's a, a playlist. I have a playlist on my Spotify and it's called lullabies and everything on it is by one of two artists. And that's either twinkle, twinkle, little rock star or Sparrow sleeps. Uh, twinkle, twinkle, little rock star does, um, glockenspiel and harp renditions of different rock and pop songs. And then Sparrow sleeps does the same thing exclusively with emo songs. So they have like, my Chemical Romance and uh, Senses Failed and um, God, so many State Champs. So good. Blink-182. Um, that is my go-to 
like chill because my little space is very chill and very low key. So that is just like such a good playlist. And then there's also a uh, curated by Spotify playlist called Music Box Lullabies. That's also really, really good. Um, Highly recommend both of those. And it's just that really like chill, like piano, uh, pianissimo, like like tinkly music box and kalimba and harp type music. Super duper duper good. And uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, finish what you said. Okay. I was going to say, uh, to the people asking for it, I will post a link in the chat, so don't you worry about that. You know, this is a really good movie with really good music. What's that? Anastasia. Anastasia is such a good movie. Like, you got your little bit of evil, you got your little lullaby music box, you got your your fun upbeats... Like, you got a bit of everything in there. And you get to see Ra Ra Rasputin, lover of the Russian queen, in it. It was a you shame. You know, I found out some cool shit about Rasputin and all that shit. Yeah? Um, allegedly. I don't know if any of this is true. I was reading about it. But apparently, uh, one of the reasons I had read that I had read that the Russian royal family was, you know, putting faith in Rasputin is because... Their son had, uh, crap, it's a blood disease. Anyway, it's this blood disease mm-hmm. um, that runs in royal families because, particularly because of inbreeding. Right. Um, and they tried everything to try and, you know, uh, help him heal this problem. And so because of it, like, straight up, uh, they basically, you know, put their faith in Rasputin who said that they could help him. Obviously it didn't. And then the faith in Rasputin who was, you know, very disliked, uh, caused a lot of civil unrest and eventually was a, you know, defining factor towards the revolution. Right. Because they were losing faith in the Royal family. Uh, as, as you know, Mimi, as most people know is I am a staunch member of the United States communist party. And I own a lot of communist texts and literatures. And you'd Mm -hmm. be surprised at the number of them that include references to Rasputin, specifically in regards to the the Bolshevik uprising and the the subsequent revolution. It is so funny to be reading about Vladimir Lenin and then go immediately to Rod Rod Rasputin, lover of the Russian queen. It's just like... Russia, especially in that era, in Soviet Russia, Rasputin, fuck you. And it's just so fucking weird. And that's also partially why I love it so much. Mm-hmm. It's, mm. it's, it's good, interesting stuff, you know? Like, I learned a lot. I learned a lot by reading Absolutely. random articles and stuff. I still have my membership to JSTOR, so, like... I can Yo. go and read academic shit, and like I don't even care. I'm super nerd about it, but I love my JSTOR. JSTOR so. rules. Daddy and I were just talking about how much we love JSTOR, like the other day. JSTOR is the shit. You know how many papers I've written the night before they're due? Friggin' forty-page papers just with JSTOR. JSTOR is the literally the ultimate source. It's academic well, Google. It's so good. 
what I used to do, right, is I'd be like, oh, well, shit, my paper's due tomorrow. I have like 80% of it up in my head, but I guess I should put it to paper. So I right. go to the library and I just stay there all night and I just write and write. And then every once in a while, you're like, hold on a minute. I need to source that information. BRB runs up five flights of stairs, finds book, runs back down, sources information, puts book away. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Uh, did your uh, did your college's slash university's library have like the big uh, the big shelves that had like the crank because there's so many books that you have to like move entire rows of the archive in order to get to them? No, nah, ours were electric. Oh, damn. You got those fancy you, shelves. You just stood there and press a button. And if somebody's in the aisle, it'll be and you press the button. It screams at you. <laughs> Man, University of Dayton had cranks. Well, and also, uh, the sixth floor of our library was very, very haunted by the ghosts of nuns, and you did not go there. I went there once, and I immediately regretted it. It was scary. The entire floor <laughs> is just covered in, um, just covered, like, front to back. The entire, like, footprint of that floor is just nun dolls in glass cases. And it is so fucking scary. Uh, yeah. So that's a thing. What's the My next question? My library was so much more chill than yours because, like, we had treadmill stand-up desks. We had a video game station. And on what? the fifth floor, we also had a music room that was re reserved only for music students with, like, Mac computers, with music software, and a fucking grand piano. Like... What the fuck was I paying tuition for? Shit. I didn't get that kind of stuff till I went to the conservatory. What the hell? Yeah. Anyway, so the next question is from uh, Maxie, the party animal, pronouns he, him. Party. Dear Jazzy and Miss Mimi, what are some of your favorite little party games to play when at or hosting a larger get-together? Bonus question. How would you change a college party game to give it a kinky twist? Examples, beer pong with locking mittens or diapered Ed Edward 40 hands. Well, all I'm saying is beer pong with sippy cups would be hilarious and everyone would get trashed. So that's a net win. But, um, you know, when I was reading this, putting it in the notes, this story came to mind and it was when I was like 20, 21, I think is, uh, I went to a party and, um, I was with one of my friends who was, um, was fully aware that I was a little at the time. And I was, I was padded to go out and they knew that and really good friend at the time. And so we go to this party and it's like all my friends, it's like, like 20, 30 people or something. And it's just like our whole crew. And it's a lot of fun. And they bust out this game called Red Flag. And it's in a box very similar to um, very similar to Cards Against Humanity. But, you know, it's red, so it's like, oh, this is going to be fun. And the premise of the game is that you have a hand of cards. Some of them are red cards, some of them are white cards. And with the white cards, you go around the circle and you try to collectively use the white cards to create the perfect uh, dateable person. 
and then one for like one person in the circle and then one other selected person in the circle plays one of their red cards it's just like oh there's this beautiful guy and he has this amazing salary and like a nice car and he's really nice with your parents and then this person plays the red card but he wears diapers and the whole crowd goes what and then me and my friend go oh that's so crazy oh that's so weird how oh, would anyone do that and it was just such an awkward moment that we just had to like shuffle out of the room so as soon as i read that uh, that is immediately what I thought of in just that sticky situation that I found myself in. But um, in terms of little party games, uh, I find that doing any sort of like little friendly board game like shoots and ladders while having a sippy cup full of liquor is a lot of fun. And just doing otherwise passive and innocent activities, but with liquor is usually a fun way to go about that. Obviously, please drink responsibly. And if you're over the age of 21, that disclaimer out of the way. Um, yeah, no, you can have a lot of fun with that. Uh, Twister is also a really, really, really good drinking game. Just saying. Uh, you can also do a lot of really hilarious drinking games with shows like The Muppet Show or Sesame Street or like some kid shows. Oh, my God. The worst one ever is doing it with Dora the Explorer. And every time she prompts the audience to do a thing like, show me where Boots is, take a shot. And anytime Swiper like steals something, you have to <laughs> finish your drink. <laughs> oh my God, that's a fun one. I went to a very uh, alcoholy and adult twist and not a kinky twist. I'm sorry. <laughs> Talking stick, please. Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, my party experience is very minimal because I just didn't do a lot of partying because I was always in the goddamn library writing fucking papers the night before. Uh, I should note that a lot of these happened during my uh, band years, (laughs) not my college years. um, But when I moved, you know, later in my college years, when I was in the kink house, um hey hey <laughs> we had one so we i have um i have a ball gag that has like snaps on it so you can change the size of the ball uh-huh so oh, we used to play uh we bought a couple of those and we <laughs> we used to play beer pong with it <laughs> except <laughs> you had to have the you had to have the gag on and you mm-hmm. had to basically use your thumbs to pop the snaps and then use just force of breath to put the ball in the cup. Huh. Which was stressful because it never fucking worked. And what's worse... I was going to say. <laughs> it, it ended up in your cup half the time. Let's just be real. Um, right. But the other one that, we, that comes to mind is if you're with a bunch of ABDLs, and you enjoy things being put down your diapers like um, some people I know. Wow. Um, you can always wow. You can always play King's Cup, but the loser gets the remainder dumped in their diaper. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Would, wouldn't be very fun for the loser, but I mean, you know. Well, you know, it depends on <laughs> which who is the loser. 
and if and the it loser depends on is, the drink. And it depends so on like the drink. If you're, if you're doing really sugary drinks, don't do that. <laughs> if you're doing like McDonald's coffee, don't do that. Just just play safe, kids. Um, play safe. But another kinky. So you. Um, so one kinky game that would come to mind is Kinky Jenga. Kinky Jenga. Please tell me. Hear me out. So on all of the pieces of your Jenga tower, you write. It's kind of like that dice game where like yeah, you roll yeah, the yeah. dice and it tells you to do a thing. Well, on this one, it's the same thing, but it tells you on the block. OK, that'd be fun. So as you pull it up, you know, you add to the list of things. There's two ways to play it. You pull it up and if you're successful, you don't have to do it. And then if you knock the tower off, you have to do that thing. The other way that's slightly more intense is you always have to do the thing that you pull. Okay. But we take notes as we play. So whoever knocks it down has to do all the things that were noted before. <gasps> oh. oh, no. Oh, no. See, when when I heard Kinky Jenga, what I imagine is just a stack of like... <laughs> I just imagine a stack of like 30 subs just all in the pyramid. I was just like, where are you going with this? Okay, but hear me out. What if we did Jenga, but with diapers? Daddy is giving me such a look right now. I feel like that wouldn't work. No? I feel like that wouldn't work. Why, why not? Are we using like singular diapers as like the blocks or are we using bags like uh, bags? OK, so that's not going to work for a whole bunch of reasons. Do you know how many bags you're going to need to make an even reasonable tower? Do you know how many bags we have in this house? I'm just saying. And I'm second, just saying. And second. I just don't think it's going to work. They don't balance it all that well. Okay, what about what about just singles? A bunch of singles just stacked up. Yeah, those are even worse. I'm sorry. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't work at all. Hmm. Damn, I'm trying to think of like what more because I could cop out and be like, oh, "Spin the bottle." Huh? But you I feel could like do the you could do the really insidious um Passy game. The what? You're going to have to have a whole lot of passies and they're going to have to be ones that you're OK with throwing out. So a trip to the dollar store might be worth the, you know. Sure. sure. Um, so what you do is you get a couple syringes and a whole bunch of pacifiers. Sure. And you freeze a whole bunch of different substances within the teeth of the pacifier. And it could be like booze or laxatives. Could be booze, could be laxatives, could be, you know, um, could be juice, could be like Skittle vodka, could be laxatives, could be lemon juice, could be vinegar. Could be laxatives. Who knows? This is could interesting. Be all, could be all kinds of things. And you have to, um, I don't have a way of 
figuring out who gets what like it's kind of one of those things where oh you know what you make numbers and everybody gets a number and then they have to go in the bowl and find the passy that makes that matches their number Mm -hmm. and now i have to figure out like is the goal of the game once everybody has it like the goal of the game is who finishes theirs first See, I've seen I've seen a variation on this before, and it was just like a giant plate of brownies, and there was a note card next to it, and it said half have weed and then half have laxatives. Have fun finding which is which, and it's just like, oh, this is some chaotic shit. This is pure chaos with brownies, and I'm also here yeah. for this. See what you do, and if you really want to make sure it's like a super like specific ABDL party is you lock the toilet shut and then on instead of toilet paper on the roll you put duct tape <gasps> what? and then right across the top on a piece of paper you just write I want to play a game <laughs> and then Jigsaw just he, 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 he just wheels his little tricycle out from behind the door and he goes I want to play a game and then you just get fucking scared. Oh, no, that waveform is crunchy as hell. Daddy's looking at us again. <laughs> <laughs> He's face palming at us. <laughs> He's laughing now. <laughs> oh, God. So Miss, uh, Mimi, Miss Mimi's preschool um, potties are either worn by the Babs or plastic and portable. Sure. No, that checks out. Uh, that is you gotta in make response. Sure I can put them in the living room, you know? Behind the couch. No. That it. Uh, what? Didn't you hear me last episode? I need oh, to make yeah. sure that I'm paying attention. Sure. That. Th- yeah. No, that's fair. Uh, that is in reference to Jamie in the chat who asked, "Is this what the bathrooms at Miss Mimi's preschool are like? Just fucking duct tape and jigsaw?" <laughs> I want to play a game. God damn. What's I even talk- worse is a roll of sandpaper. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What's even worse is just a metal file. So you just grind your asshole clean. <laughs> you just leave us a cheese grater. <laughs> what the fuck is this episode? A cheese grater? What is wrong hey, with if you? you? Want to pre- if you want to prevent people from cheating and trying to use the potty, you have to make it as unappealing as possible. Why not just lock it? Why not just lock it? Because this is more fun and I'm a sadist. (laughs) Cheese graters on my butthole are not my definition of fun. (laughs) What? Something that I know that you wouldn't do. And the sadism for me comes from the fact of your just hilarious reaction. (laughs) Daddy asked... really talk to like... (laughs) I should Daddy really just talk to, like, asked. Sophie and the crew and, like, what? Daddy just asked, am I kink-shaming cheese graters right now? <laughs> you were saying, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, the usual bet crew. I should really contact the usual bet crew and give them these ideas for when Kimmy tries to sneak off to the potty. <laughs> oh, my God, Yes. Can you imagine if they replaced all of the toilet paper rolls with duct tape? <laughs> duct tape and sandpaper. <laughs> oh my god. Wait. Oh my god. 
Ashley in the chat says, can we all pause to communally kink shame cheese graters? No, we don't kink shame on this program. <laughs> Kimmy would never stop. Okay, so Mimi, you and I, we're going to get in a group message. We're going to ring up the usual bet crew and we're going to be like, hey, we have a crazy wacky idea for your household. <laughs> Just take away all the toilet paper and replace it with sandpaper and just watch what Kimmy does. I want to be careful, though, because, like, I want to make sure that wouldn't cross anybody's boundaries. But, like, if people are, like, okay, it would be hilarious. I'm just saying. I was going to say, we can totally, like, just whisper ideas and and everyone in the situation can say for it out if they want to. It's funny because like the whole cheese grater thing actually comes from um, when I was in university and we were doing karaoke. And I mean, I have a music degree, so like karaoke is is both fun and terrible for me. As someone who also holds uh, music degree Uh, and certification, it is also very fun. The best comment and like we had the best the best DJ who did our karaoke at the at the university bar because he'd roast people at the same time. Right. And he turned around and he had these three people singing this this song and they were bad. Mm -hmm. They were. And he's like, good job. That was great. Like masturbating with a cheese grater. Great. And I almost <laughs> fell off my chair. It was so good. <laughs> I laughed so hard in the waveform. It's not even a spike. It's just a rectangle. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I wasn't ready for that. It's like... It's like this guy was legit. What a hero! <laughs> it was so funny. Oh my god, Miss Mimi, I want to talk about Camp Buddy. Do it, Camp Buddy. Uh, dear Jesse, it's brought to you in part by Camp Buddy, which is an awesome, uh, gay, erotic, and also very wholesome at many times uh, visual novel. Uh, there's multiple branching paths and storylines that you can choose from over 300 pieces of unique illustrations that all look fantastic and professional, a fully original soundtrack, voice acting. It's got everything and it's really, really good. And you can get it at a discount with my creator code, Dear Jazzy, at checkout. And if you want to check it out, you can go to uh, at oddswithgod.com slash campbuddy and uh, that has all the info. It has a demo and it has a link to buy the game where you can use creator code, dear Jazzy, to uh, get 10% off. And also that kicks back a little moolah to uh, your favorite podcast. So please check that out. We really appreciate it and have fun getting your rocks off to some over 18 Boy Scouts. What is the next question? Ooh, I like this one. Oh no. Oh no. No, no. This is from Jamie in Nipple Clamp Land. Frohorn, she, her. Dear Great Canadian Jazz Club, where are your top five places to use clamps? If you use them, 
What are your kinky clamps of choice? <laughs> okay. Top five places. In no particular order. I'm going to go with, obviously, nipples. Labia. Cheeks. Uh, ears. If you have gauges, like me. That seems like something that'd be really fun to do. And, um... Lips. In no particular order. Okay. Okay. I can see it. I can see it. Labia is um, really close to the top of the list, though. Oh, God. There's so many good places. Top five. Prostate. Mm, clitoris? Yes, absolutely. Tongue? Yes. Obviously, nipple. Yes. The fleshy underside of the breast. Ooh. Oh, that would suck. I like it. And. I mean, lips are pretty good. Or your septum. Oh, fuck. No, that would hurt. Oh, that's good. So, and like, as far as types of clamps go, oh, oh, don't even get, there's so many good ones. Like, you can get ones that are like chain nipple and clitoris together. Like, that one's good. You can get clover clamps. You can get like um, clothes pegs, both plastic and wood. Wood tends to be better, but plastic have teeth. Clothes Um, pegs are awesome. You can get the magnetic screw clamps, which are hilariously wonderful. Um, so basically, it's just a circle with uh, what looks like an X when they're all screwed in. And mm-hmm. they all have magnets in them. And so what you do is you basically section that off around your nipple. And you basically pull the nipple forward. And then you screw them in. And they clamp using the magnetics in the, the clamp. And it holds your nipple extended. Um uh snake bites are another good one they're particularly nasty though they suck oh my god and that's actually yeah pun intended um for those of you who do not know uh snake bites specifically um is like a suction cup so to speak that uh are we talking about the same snake bites because I'm thinking You're of the thinking piercings. piercing, right? I'm yeah. not thinking piercing. Oh. Uh, a snake bite tool is uh, like a suction cup that you basically, because when a snake bites you, it leaves, you know, puncture marks, right? Right. So right. What, a snake, what a snake bite does is it actually is a, basically a specific type of suction cup that you then place around the snake bite and it you use it to suck and pull the venom towards the top of the thing. Of course, you need a tourniquet to make it work, but regardless, um, these things have massive suction and they have teeth in them. So they don't hmm. let go. And you put that around your nipple and holy shit. <laughs> damn. Well, damn. Uh, let me see if I can find you a picture. I have some. I follow somebody on FetLife that uses them quite frequently, and uh, mm-hmm. it's both 
awesome and terrifying what it's done to her nipples. While you look for but that, I mean, like, while you look for that, I just want to say, yeah. cryptid in the chat, they said that us naming up body parts sounded like Family Feud, and I want to say, uh, episode title, Fetish Feud. <laughs> I'm here for it. Okay, it has passed the council. Okay, snake bites. I found her profile, and now I just have to sift through the five bazillion pictures that she posts all the goddamn time. Mm-hmm. It's uh, honestly, she's used like snake bites are just they're they're. While you look <laughs> for that, uh, the second part of the question is: What are your kinky clamps of choice? Well, I mean, I just went over a whole list of mine. What's your number one? <laughs> I'm a really big old school fan of uh, just straight up basic clothespins. Yeah, you can't beat them. I love love me some clothespins. I'm not sure if I used the photo in any of my um, Patreon rewards, but there is a um, there's a photo of me with like 20 clothespins all stuck to my labia, which um, for those new to the show, I refer to my princess parts as labia, vagina, clit, everything. They're attached to my scrotum and there's just 20 of them just all on there. And it was it felt so good. Like you cannot be a clothespin. Oh, my God. Jamie, the chat did the eyes react. I'm just telling you, girl, it's five bucks. If you want to see it, wink. I can I can't see if I can uh, slip it in this month's rewards. How about that? Any luck on uh, on those picks? Yeah, I'm just making sure that they don't have a disclaimer saying like they don't consent to people using their photos for shit. Okay. Um. So it's coming Since in now. Okay. Uh, Do we want to start the next question while you look for that? Or is it like right there on the precipice? These are snake bites. Oh, God damn. Oh, my God. First of all, those are amazing titties. And second of all, oh, my God, that looks painful. Yeah. Is, Is that the areola or just a giant hickey mark? I'm going to delete this momentarily after I show you the result of what it does. Yes, please. Um, I just don't want to leave somebody else's photos up just because, you know, they're not my photos. Right, um, right, right. But I am using them for reference. Um, Soup queen in the chat really likes that picture. But... Uh, Nipples, anyone? Oh my god. What the hell? Oh my god. Now, you gotta understand that she's been doing this for like a long time. This is not just after right. like one use. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. I was gonna say, this that, looks like years of practice. Yeah. Holy shit, that's <laughs> awesome. That's intense. Damn. So, yeah. People that I... Holy shit. 
Thank you for sharing. Damn. Snake bites. Snake bites. Uh, I get lots of inspiration from lots of people all, all over the internet. <laughs> so they are no longer in the server, but if you want to check them out, you can just Google search snake bites and then just yeah. like, are you still able to go on Google and do the thing where you put like some things? Are you, are you still able to use like the operators? Like, like double quotation marks means something and like search this, but omit this. Do you know what I'm talking about? The stuff that we used to use to search JSTOR when we were college kids. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah, I don't remember. You'd have to look up snakebite suction cup too, because like uh, if you just look up snakebite, uh, you won't be happy with what you find. You'll find a bunch of emo kids like me. No, you'll find a lot of snake bites. It just if oh. you're squeamish with snakes, <laughs> just don't look it up. If That's you're fair. squeamish, if you're squeamish with snakes or any of that kind of stuff, don't look it up. Um, but yeah, those things are nasty. So, last thing, and I promise we'll move on. But back before I got kicked out, Boy Scouts for having boobs. Uh, I was I was in Scouts in the era before. Uh, before there were any LGBT rights in it whatsoever. So it was very strictly just like cis het uh, AMAB people exclusively. And um, <laughs> there was a kid who got bit by a snake at summer camp. <laughs> on this leg, which is not funny. Thankfully, it, it wasn't anything serious. But... <laughs> One of the other fucking kids, one of the kids that no one liked, like literally our troop bully was like, I got this comes like busting in the room. <laughs> Kneels down to the kid laying on the bed, plants his big, disgusting lips on the spoon and proceeds to start sucking it out without tourniqueting the wound and leaves a huge, huge hickey on this kid's thigh <laughs> and the scoutmaster comes in and it's like what the fuck is going on in here <laughs> and it that's, that's not and only like super dangerous but super ineffective it's super <laughs> ineffective we have we had so many things back at our camp to take care of that that is what you do in the field if you are like rough camping with nothing that is like it, not even it, that. that without a tourniquet it doesn't work without a tourniquet <laughs> it doesn't work and also it's just like god oh my god it was so funny and also he didn't do the thing where you're supposed to cut an x onto the wound before you do it and it's just like oh my god so all he succeeded in doing is making himself like very questionable in the eyes of our uh, of our very conservative scoutmaster and gave this kid a big old hickey on his thigh. <laughs> so, but the, the kid was like such a good sport about it. And since the kid who, who did it was a bully, the kid who got the hickey <laughs> for the rest of the camping trip was just like, mm, thanks for the hickey, insert name here. And the kid was like, shut up, shut up. And <laughs> I'm only laughing because this kid was a dick. And we're all just like, hey, man, how's your uh, blowjob from this kid? And, and, the, and the kid was like, oh, yeah, no, it was great. What a good sport. What a good sport. Okay, we need to move on. We, we desperately need to move on. 
This is from Ko, who just wants to be comfy. Pronouns she, her. Dear Jazzy Magical Girl Squad. What are some ways someone can feel more like the correct gender at home and out and about without drawing too many unwanted questions? Hmm. This is a tough one. I suppose it like depends on like what kind of questions you're trying to avoid. Mm hmm. Because like. You can kind of approach this in like a couple of ways. You can. If you want to just be like. I want to say loud and proud, but not necessarily loud. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> proud. You, like Sans if you want to just like do you and just like hold your head up high and just do you. Um, mm-hmm. That's one way. And if people ask you, you know, unwanted invasive questions, just depending on who it comes from, you can just straight up tell them to fuck off or ignore them. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I mean, like, for example, if you're trying to trying to do it at home and stuff and you're trying to avoid people who like live with you asking questions like you can like do little like um like small things that um kind of accumulate like one of the things that uh i know when i worked at the center that we used to help people with is clear nail polish if you're trying to present femme is really Mm -hmm. great because it's very 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 subtle but you also can get that really nice feeling that you've painted your nails they look really shiny they're really nice um it also makes your hands look amazing clear coat polish is so top yeah yeah and like uh i mean I'm not really sure how to answer this one super well because I basically, uh, like, when I first came out, I kind of did little bits and pieces here and there. Like, I painted my nails every once in a while, um, you know, and I I had different underwear and stuff. But, like, even then I still managed to catch flack. Mm-hmm. So, you know... Um, that was a whole a whole adventure for me but like once i was like doing it i was just like fuck that and then i just kind of did it and said to hell with anybody who wants to stand in my way right uh and i just kind of ran with it Mm -hmm. so i would say like to someone and i would say like yes absolutely and to someone who is in a situation that is like very like dire, like will get kicked out if they come out, which is bullshit and awful. But that is a thing that happens all the time in our community is um, you can wear whatever you want under your clothes without anyone knowing. And I'm really happy you touched on that, Mimi, because that's a really, really big thing. Like I wore my training bra for long time when I was in the band and no who knows no one no one at all and it was totally fine it made me feel super valid and I think another thing is you know if your room in your living situation has a lock lock the door and do whatever the fuck you want behind said door because that's (laughs) your space it is so important in your living situation to be able to 
to have the freedom to assert your own space, no matter where it is, no matter how small or large it is, having your mm-hmm. own space is such like an empowering thing to have. So being able to say, like, I'm shutting the store, I'm locking it, it's me time, is a really big thing. Um, I think another thing is, you know, if you're not able to do that, uh, RP online with friends is a really, really insanely good outlet. Um, whether it be like a formal D and D setting or just like, like, a over text channel type RP situation with asterisks and all that good stuff. If that's a great opportunity to feel at one with your true gender identity. I know that I use that a lot um, before I could really do anything. So that would be my recommendation. You can also get some like uh, Sluggy mentioned in chat that jewelry is really good and discreet. So depending on what kind of jewelry you pick, you can certainly do that. Um, The other one that accessorize, accessorize, accessorize. The other one that stands out for me is you can if you wear glasses, you can get slightly more affirming frames. and the other one that I just, I just, just thought of. Socks. Socks. Whether anybody wants to agree with it or not, I will tell you here and now that there is a very distinct difference than what it is between what is marketed as socks for men and socks for women. It's but true. But here's the thing. There's a very distinct overlap. If you want to avoid questions... The very distinct overlap is ankle socks. Yes. Ankle socks exist for both in the marketing scheme of things. And think about it like this. If you buy, if let's say you're wanting to present more femme and you buy what is marketed as, you know, ankle socks for women. Cool. Nobody's going to see shit in your shoe because it's an ankle sock. Right. And at most, you know, if you are just walking around in socks in your house, like if you're trying to avoid questions, maybe go with more like plain prints or like pop culture prints or something like that. Something that you could you could explain away if you had to. But the thing, the big difference between like what's men's socks and women's socks is the material. Mm -hmm. And that's the big thing. So you're going to feel a hell of a lot of a difference just between the two different types of socks. Miss Mimi, can you take the talking stick for like five minutes? I just spilled, I just spilled booze on my white shirt. You can't leave her alone for for anything. I swear. Like first, first she's not padded. She's not got a sippy. Like, what are we going to do with this girl? She needs to have like, she needs locking mitts. She needs to be locked in training pants and like with a cover on top of her diaper so she can't take them off wow. when she thinks she's big. She needs to be given a sippy cup and put in somebody's lap and wow. fed her while she has a bib on. Good idea, Soup. I, I'm gonna go get this I'm gonna go get the stain stick. Heck all y'all. <laughs> no, seriously, I'll be back in like five minutes. I love you. Mm-hmm. 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 I don't, uh, shit. What do I talk about for five minutes? Um, so like other things like socks are really good that you can use for, for those kinds of things. The other really good one is t-shirts. So it's definitely a different material. Um, and what you can kind of work with is 
if you want to avoid too many questions, like let's say you're you're trying to dress more femme, um, mask identify or mask leaning t-shirts, if you will. It's not really a great way of putting it, but t-shirts designed for mask folks tend to have um, higher necks uh, most of the time. You do see V-necks and stuff. Um, for t-shirts for guys if you will but it's it's not as common so like you can get really nice like femme t-shirts with even just a small v-neck or just like a nice loose collar on it and those are um those are some good some good ways um like different kinds of attire like the way you want to try and kind of organize it, the way that I think about it is like, if you want to, if you're trying to present, like for me, if I was trying to present femme without drawing too many questions to myself, the first thing on my mind would be what things can I do that are either hidden, very discreet, or are close enough to being androgynous that I can explain them away. I'm pretty sure you just heard all of my laundry experience, but I'm back. So if it's, you know, if it worse come to worse, the way to avoid questions is have an explanation. So if you're wearing women's jeans or women's cut jeans, for example, and hello, cat. Yeah. Um, <gasps> oh. And you want... And you want to have an explanation for them? Yeah. Men, men wear skinny jeans as well. Hush. <laughs> the so chat like, says, "Boop the snoot, boop the snoot." I'm currently have her in a, a, a swaddle, so. Oh. She's she's very unhappy about it, oh. as you can hear. <laughs> um. She decided that it was a good time to climb up on the desk and sniff at the microphone. Oh, there she goes. Oh, um, and goodbye. So that's that's basically the kind of... The, the, it's like the best advice I've got. Like, you can focus on things that are as invisible as possible. And if you want to tread into the slightly more visible territory, but you still want to try and avoid questions... Always have an explanation. Things you can explain yep. away and... Oh, you're wearing ankle socks that are that have uh, Pokemon on them? Cool. Okay, I like Pokemon. I bought them at Hot Topic. Or, you know, whatever. Like, things that you can kind of just wave of hand explain because the better you... The better wave of hand explain that you can give somebody, the more, even if they ask the question... It's going to be like, oh, it's not a big deal. Whatever. You don't think it's a big deal. Like if you if some like what's the deal with your socks? Like they're they're And it's like, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I just I got them in Hot Topic. I like Pokemon. It's pretty cool. And if they press the situation, ask them, why are you so interested in my socks? Like, seriously. Yeah. That's yeah. all I got. I'm sorry if that's helpful or not helpful or. I hope it's helpful, but, uh, yeah. 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 Miss Mimi, 
This next question is for you, so I'm going to read it. This is from Ashy, pronouns she, her. Dear Miss Mimi, can I have candy? No. Next question. <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't comment in chat. Yeah, no, that's very surprising, actually. Jeez, I hope I didn't scare her off. <laughs> what is the next question? She totally ran off to get candy. She to she totally did. This is from Cloud Puddles, pronouns she, her. Dear J and M. Oh. Gesundheit. In, in regards to age, play, and roles, have you ever felt that your energies are shifting or shying away from the typical role you usually associate yourself with? Be it due to anxiety, depression, negative emotions associated with the role or space. To be more specific, when you have low energy or are depressed or other things of the like. Uh, for example, a sub shying away from being submissive and going towards more dominant energies due to stress and finding comfort and stability in the role and not being drained by it. What are your thoughts on this? Is it objectively healthy or is it a coping me mechanism not for the best? No, I think it's totally uh, healthy to have to feel some ebb and flow in your life because, you know, things aren't, you know, black and white. You you must always be a sub. You must always be a dumb. You know, nothing is like not, barely anything in life is set in stone in that manner and you know i think it's perfectly healthy to feel some you know, to give yourself some leeway in that regard um like i've talked about on the show before how my daddy and i we have a secret little that we don't talk about a whole lot but you know there are definitely times where it's just like i feel very mommy -y today and clearly i was feeling that certain kind of way uh as you saw on twitter earlier with uh, the post of me milking all over the office. And, but, you know, there are definitely some times where it's just like, you know, I, I get big mom energy and that doesn't take away from my validity as a little and b that being like my primary kink identity. Like I'm still very much like pretty much like 99% sub like all the time. But, you know, everyone is allowed to have like ebb and flow without it. Delegitim delegitimizing the role that they f you know that they identify with and everything and it's like totally okay to like go out and experiment and try things out and I mean that's half the fun of kink in the first place what do you think I think it's worth mentioning and worth noting that Part of the whole thing is identifying why you're feeling distant from your usual spaces. Um, if you're feeling it, because like um, a common one that I see is especially with littles and subs who drift towards more dominant spaces is because especially when things are just getting like to be so much um like and potentially overwhelming like the desire to take control of your situation um 
does sometimes bring people to those and to those more dominant spaces. And on the flip side, you know, you have people who are specifically like in control of basically everything in their lives. And, you know, it may shift them to drift towards wanting to be to let go a little bit more. Um, but to, to comment directly on the type of drift that you're talking about. Um, yeah, like it's totally normal and it's totally OK. Like, I don't I don't think it's unhealthy so long as you're not letting it control you. Mm -hmm. So the key, like, yes, it's a coping mechanism. Absolutely. When things are like, if you're dealing with mental health or you're dealing with, you know, serious issues and you find it difficult to, um, you know, identify and work with those roles, it is absolutely okay to drift away from them. But the thing that I would recommend and remember is that if the, if the space is important to you, one, don't write it off. Two, it is important that you know why you're drifting. Because obviously you have the ability to kind of feel that you're drifting away from it. But the more kind of like introspection you can give to yourself of why. Uh-oh. What? Okay. Oh, no, you got a little robot Skrillexy for a second there, but you're back. So the more like introspection you can do as to why you're drifting is important because then you can address it as needed. Um, the main thing I would do is like, it's okay to feel like maybe you need to drift away a little bit and you may not go back. You may like, that's completely fine. We, you know, we change, everybody changes over time and we learn, we grow and sometimes things some change. faster than others. Some, um, some people change faster yeah. than others. And you know, some people need help changing. That's okay. Uh, some people like me need need a lot of of help of, of help changing. <laughs> that but, was on that was unedited. That was pure what just happens. But in all in all seriousness, you know, like change does happen and that's okay. But the main thing is that always remember like if that role is important to you, don't just wave of hand it off. Don't write it off. If you're drifting and that's worrisome or you're concerned about it or, you know, it feels odd for you because you've always been in a certain space, you know, have some good introspection and, and kind of look at things and see where they go. I it's want to okay. apologize if, if you hear my washing machine in the background. The office is right by the laundry room. Like, it's OK that that's OK, Jazzy. Okay. Um but like it's okay to to drift and and kind of work your way because as much as you know you know identity within this community too is very fluid like there's no right or wrong way to identify but like you know you got to be kind to yourself first and if you can be kind to yourself and find peace with yourself then those spaces are going to kind of fit and fall into place a little bit easier. And the, if, you know, 
The only it, wrong way to identify in this community is saying that switches aren't valid. Disagree. Really? I mean, there's a whole lot of problematic ways that you can identify in this community. You know, that is true. That is true. I'm just saying, if you identify as a collector, that's probably a bad idea. Um, yeah. Like, there's just so many problems, and, like, if you identify with whatever role you identify, but that identification comes with the ego that you don't have to, you know, um, obey consent or you don't have to mind boundaries, fuck you. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many problematic ways. But, like, what I'm getting at is that sometimes our identities ebb and flow. Sometimes we drift away and we go back and it's knowing why and being able to address that either if you can do it on your own or if you need support, either is fine. Just don't box it up and put it away. Be honest with yourself. Take the time you need, be gentle with yourself, but don't bury it. I want to uh, recognize how my words came off. But also the intent was like trying to be very like, oh, yeah, everyone's uh, everyone's cool. And I totally want to recognize absolutely what you just said, like 100 percent. I want to walk that back a little bit. (laughs) I I mean, I know I know the the intent, you know, there's really no way to do it other than being an asshole. (laughs) Right. Um. And yeah, I just, I really want to, I, I vibe with this a lot because like, I understand what it's like to kind of drift a little bit from where you feel like you are and where Mm -hmm. you feel like you've always been. So I get it. But like I said, the key thing is don't bury it. You have to be at some point willing to confront those reasons and, most more times than not it ends well you just need to make sure you have that web of support absolutely yeah that's all i got on that one that's our last question that is our last question that was a good episode mimi that's a quick one it's pretty quick or rather felt quick because you know we had fun with it Besides the part of, you know, spilling Mark's hard lemonade all over myself. Listen, it's not my fault you're a baby and should have had a bottle in the first place. Uh, uh, mm, it, it is, uh, it's uh, Mike's hard lemonade's fault for not having the bottles. No, it was... it's your fault for not putting it in a bottle. Mm, no, it's their fault for not having a sippy lid for the cans. Those exist, you just didn't buy one. Mm, I'm being victim blamed. I, I, I need, I need aftercare. I need the episode to end. Thank you for listening to uh, episode 38 of Dear Jazzy. Miss Mimi, where can people find you? You can find Miss Mimi on SoundCloud for <clears throat> the best little soundtrack ever. <clears throat> ever, ever, ever. SoundCloud.com backslash Miss Mimi's Lullabies. I'm still open for commissions. If you do want one, please hit me up. Jamie, just put uh, it in the chat for all the people listening to the live show. You can also find me at twitter.com backslash bellnacht, which is B-E-L-L-E-N-A-C-H-T. 
I double get her. <laughs> and then I have been Jasmine Starshine. Uh, you can find all of my links and all of Mimi's links on at oddswithgod.com. Uh, my Twitter at is at Lil Jazzy Baby. Uh, Instagram, which I don't use a whole lot, is at Lil Princess Jazzy with underscores between the words. Um, and then the podcast email is another way to get in touch with me. That's dearjazzypodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can get in touch with me on any of those if you want to join our Discord. You can also get in touch with uh, Miss Mimi if you want to join in on the fun and listen to the live show. Uh, please check out our Patreon to support the ongoing production of the show. Get you some awesome porn of yours truly. Just tonight, <laughs> over the course of the show, there were two signups, which is like awesome. So thank you everyone so, so much for that. Um, I think, oh, and check out Camp Buddy, obviously. Check out our new merch store that's also on the website. Pick you up a t-shirt, maybe the Slugger 69 design. It Miss has Mimi our look. Yes, Miss Mimi apron coming soon. Uh, my favorite shirt has the logo on the front and on the back. It says uh, Starshine in the sports font, and then the number is 69. And then the bottom text is pitching and catching since 2020. So uh, just saying, uh, anyone who wears that shirt is automatically going to look better. So it would behoove you to pick up one of those and support the show, if you know what I mean. Um, last but not least, Dear Jazzy is an at odds with... Uh, at oddswithgod.com production. Visit us online at, at oddswithgod.com. You can check out the Patreon there. You can check out the merch store there. You can check out Miss Mimi there. You can check it out me there. You can check out everything there. So please uh, help support the show. Keep it running. And more than anything else, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we just passed like 4,000 downloads, I think, which is crazy <laughs> like looking at the growth graph over the months is it always gets me so hyped just seeing the show just climb and climb and climb and climb and just trying to imagine where it will go this has been an amazing year for us uh we really really appreciate it the podcast email has been getting spammed with <laughs> interview requests from like ghost writers and sham authors so that's a sign of success <laughs> i guess uh, but that is all I got. I have been Jasmine Starshine. And I have been Miss Mimi. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Saying like... Uh, solid quarter of the tango maureen and you have no idea what's going on i haven't seen rent since i was like in high school well there's your first problem but didn't you just get out of high school wow i got out of college oh, no, you're a no, number of years you're ago. right you're right you know what you're you're not there yet you're not even in preschool yet what rude